0: Hello, Batmites, this is Steve. And this is Andy. And this is Steve and Andy meet Batman, episode 45, Holy Rat Race. I think it's episode 45, right? I mean... I think so. Yeah, it is. If it's not, we're going to go with it. Oh, yeah, we have no clue what episode is. Yeah, we really don't know what we're doing here. This is episode uh, 105, isn't it? Episode 50 is coming up. It is. That's going to be a big deal. Yeah, it really is. Uh, by the time people listen to this, the second Summer Camp episode will have been up. Um, do you true. have any comments about,
1: about I'm that? Sorry, I'm sorry. I don't have any comments about that. I just Kitty just threw up a hairball. So that's what I'm <laughs> looking at. Okay. Sorry. Um, so, that, that, I guess that's my comment about the Summer Camp.
0: <laughs> so the second False Face episode. That, or, is that, or is that Kitty's comment on the Summer maybe Camp? Maybe it is.
1: The second false
0: face episode—it's exciting, I would have to say. Well, I agree. Um, but before we get to that, I think there's something, and everyone is expecting this—something we need to address. All right, let's address it right now. And you know what I'm talking about? Oh my god, do I? Ladomi Velour. <laughs> <laughs> Is... Uh, people, uh, you know all the Batmites, Jim Beard included, Prince included. Yeah. Everybody's thinking: Are Stephen and Andy going to comment on Ledomi Velour? Are uh, Are they just going to let it let it slide? What's the answer to that? I mean, we're. I guess. I guess in a way we're letting it slide, but we're also going to comment on it. Well, yeah. So no, we're not. And, yeah. Okay. The answer is yes and no. One of the Batmites. I would say a loyal Batmite. He certainly seems like a loyal A loyal Batmite. commenter, Nelson Gibson. We'll give his full name. We're all on a I mean, full name basis. I mean, you can... Thing. We're on... Yeah. I mean, he's on, on I our mean, Facebook page. I mean, it's, it's on the Facebook,
1: yeah.
0: He's he's commenting. Commenting on our... The awesome stuff we put up. He's juking and jiving on it. Juking him. and jiving. Scampering and scurrying. He's... <laughs> He uh
1: oh, you know comments. He, makes... he's, tag- he's tagging the, the the random Batman covers of the day that I put up.
0: Yes, he tags them with his friends. So let's see. He's tagged um, Ladomi, yeah, yeah, Justin, Cameron, sheman Z- Some Zenib? of these names sound they say Zinib. Zinib, you know, here in you know, Zinib wasn't tagged actually. <laughs> No, she was on one of my thoughts. But she, oh, maybe. Or did she just? So Nelson on? Thinks, it, on it? Okay, anyway. Nelson thinks these are so great, I got to share these with all my friends. Yeah. He shares them. What does Ladomi say? What is this crap? Yeah. <gasps> he 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 wasn't he wasn't he wasn't going for it. He you know and he said that on the eighty page giant issue photo that you put up. Yeah. The Batman cover of the day. Yeah, He says what is this crap is... Nelson just like sees this he goes I gotta show this to Lodomi gotta show this to Justin Cameron's gonna want to see this I'm gonna tag him in it Lodomi you imagine him logging on this comes up
1: he's pissed off yeah he's like what is it? I don't know if he's like literally like what is this or it's more like what the silver age I'm more of a bronze age. I'm not <laughs> sure <laughs> so he says what is this crap and then he says IDC
0: which I thought was the International Data Corporation. I actually have no idea what he means. Yeah. And so, And so you said International Data Corporation, and Nelson comes back, yeah, shut up, Valor.
1: And at first, I didn't look at Lodomi's last name. I thought he was talking about Velour as in, like, a Velour tracksuit.
0: <laughs> and so then, uh, we can only assume this is Nelson's other friend. Zineb says, why would you want to be my friend? Are you just trying to have more friends or what? I would say that's that's fairly harsh. I know. That's... Well, Lodomi says, "Yeah, sure." And then and then Ladomi goes on to say, "Nelson, this is old 25 cent stuff." That's he is, he's not interested.
1: That's harsh. This that is, is harsh. 25 cent stuff. That is harsh. That's
0: harsh and frankly uncalled for. So we're calling out Valour. We're calling out Zanib Fisher.
1: And, you know, mainly uh, those two. And, you know, Ladoni also wanted to tear down Superman's girlfriend Lois Lane cover.
0: Yes. And that that's when it went too far. Do you have what he said on that? Yeah. Uh, let me see.
1: I have what Rick Davis said, but you can read that, too. <laughs> Rick Davis was all about it. Well, actually, first is an was the first one to comment. And she said, no offense, but why would you want to be my friend? Are you just trying to get more friends? Which Nelson responds. You are correct. And then right after that, Nelson then says, I was talking to you, Zineb, as opposed to talking to Rick Davis. He doesn't want to be
0: Rick Davis' friend.
1: No. Which he's really missing out then. Absolutely. Everyone should be his friend. Yeah. And then Nelson makes a couple more comments, including, "Ack, I was wrong, only 1969. I feel terrible now that I said that on Facebook. Because earlier he
0: said that this, this issue must be from the 50s. Yeah. Um... He was close to be fair. But he shouldn't feel terrible. Nelson, don't feel terrible about that.
1: Yeah, I mean that's really nothing to be that upset about. And then Nelson responded again, stop commenting on my link. Message me. Z. Then he, I think confirmed.
0: Nelson he he wants something. She says, "Do you want to be friends?" I think he wants to be more than friends. I think he does too. And and Nelson, we can help with that. We can and we will we help. Just let us send us questions. We'll by the end of the year. You and Zanib, uh, we should comment. Zanib is a female, I guess.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, I actually looking at the Lois Lane one. I'm kind of surprised Ladomi didn't respond with Nelson. This is old twelve cent stuff. I know yes. it is an older issue. Uh, Ladomi just responded. What the? And then Man. I look a lot better. Order.
0: I'm not sure what that means. I don't either. That might be an inside thing. Yeah, so our know. Facebook is blowing up. Lots of controversy happening. Uh, Ladomi Valore. This is
1: the most controversial time ever in our Facebook history.
0: It it, it, is, it is by far. Yeah, by far. So Nelson, we've got your back. We're going to call out Ladomi Valore. We we hey. shouldn't call out Zanib. We'll call no. out uh, Ladomi Velour. I I get
1: to it a street fight. Word. Frankly, I heard on Good Word that. Ladoni is going to get a phone call from one Jim Beard. Oh. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That's not a phone
0: call you want to get. It's not. It's really not. So, Nelson, we got your back. Um, keep sharing the link. It will eventually work with Zineb. She will give in. Trust us. This is, this is how it works. We have extended our services of knowledge and wisdom to Nelson in his quest for Zanib Fisher, the female. For the hand of the This Zunib is this is Fisher. like a this is complicated. It is. I'm sure Jim Beard has his back too.
1: Oh, there's no doubt in my no doubt in my mind that Jim Beard. <clears throat> from what I understand, Jim Beard has the world's back.
0: Jim Beard has the world on his back.
1: He does. Twenty-four-seven. <laughs> Made
0: no sense. <laughs> We've cleared things up. And Nelson, send us an email, stevenandy at gmail.com. Ask us any questions you want. We'll answer them privately or
1: otherwise. Yeah, I mean, we'll do whatever it has to take. Zaneeb, if you're watching, contact us. Contact us. We'll, yeah, Zaneb, we'll, yeah, we can help you too. Yeah, I mean, if you have some questions about Nelson, you yeah. can ask us. Yeah, we'll, we'll answer them.
0: We'll answer anything you want to know about Nelson. Anything you want to know. All right. Holy rat race. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, I am. Let's do it. <clears throat> yes, I am. I had to think about it for a minute, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's. Okay. let's Holy rat race. Let's get it started. Let's. Oh yeah. Let's get it started in here. <laughs> okay. And Holy big rat race. Is...
0: Who's Fergie? Oh, Black Eyed Peas. Yeah.
1: I have no clue. Who to... Okay, let's do it. I don't know. Okay, so here's some information on Holy Rat Race. The original air date was March 10th, 1966. It was written by Stephen Candle, directed by William Graham. And in part two, we find out who plays False Face, and that's Malachi Thorne. Throne. I actually have no clue. I have no clue what else this guy ever did, to be honest with you. Malachi. Uh yeah, Malachi, Malachi Thorne, Throne plays him. I have no clue what else he ever did, if anything. Uh, this was it. Like, <clears throat> I can tell you he had guest starring roles on Star Trek, Lost in Space, Land of the Giants, The Time Tunnel, Mission Impossible, and The Six Million Dollar Man. So you can tell a lot of genre TV shows yep. of the <clears throat> 60s and 70s. And um, he was born in 1928. Wow. He's probably dead now. Nice. Actually, no. He's still oh my alive. God. And I can also tell you that he was very upset that he appeared as a question mark in the first part because <clears throat> the producers didn't tell him that was going to happen. <laughs> He probably got all his family around. Check it out. He's like, what? Nobody nobody knows it's going to be me, the world famous Malachi Throne. That's what he would be famous if it weren't for that. Burgess Meredith and Cesar Romero and Otto Priminger and Julie Newmar, like real famous people.
0: He got screwed, frankly.
1: He did. I agree. And also, Mr. Ladd Mm -hmm. was played by S. John Lowner. I don't even remember him in the episode. I'm trying to think of who that actually was. Oh, was it the?
0: It wasn't the radio manager.
1: No, because I think that was Gary Owens. Hmm. who was a you know an announcer. But S. John Lowner, he starred in the Werewolf in 1956. I was a Teenage Werewolf in 1957. Jailhouse Rock with Elvis in 1957.
0: Teen Wolf in 1985.
1: <laughs> yep, and he was also he also appeared on The Twilight Zone, <laughs> Doctor Kildare george sanders mystery theater but he's probably most famous for his role on perry mason oh my god all-star cast that's pregnant but anyway it's close enough yeah.
0: on the last episode we saw false face steal a very valuable crown that belonged to a foreign queen visiting gotham that actually doesn't come back up in this episode the second part i guess somebody really cared yeah um, he, he also has a counterfeit money ring happening, uh, False Face also managed to kidnap Chief O'Hara and has been masquerading as him and, in, and around not, the police no, nobody station, noticed, I mean- Everybody Gordon was just, fooled. Gordon Even Gordon Batman and Robin. Been,
1: yeah, Gordon who spends all day with him. Literally
0: all the day. Woman. They sit in that yeah. office and just do nothing all day.
1: They live there.
0: They, sent Yeah. When, when, uh, O'Hara got divorced, he literally lived in Gordon's office for five months. And nobody like knew five
1: that. And nobody even realized it he would sleep on that couch.
0: people kind of did after a while. He started but nobody went same, yeah, but pe- they were just like
1: he's and he's like drinking except all day. When, and the reason why it had to stop is because the cleaning lady walked in on
0: O'Hara if you catch my drift mm-hmm. I know it got very weird, very and fast. Gordon
1: if, and Gordon was sitting at his desk at the same time. <laughs> That's what made it A weird. A little
0: backstory. That's what we provide. So if you just yeah, watch these no. episodes without us, you're not getting that, that, that backstory. That,
1: that's, I think there's going to be an essay about that in uh, uh, Gotham City, 14 Miles
0: 2. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll write it. I'll write that essay.
1: Actually, I thought Nelson Gibson was going to write it.
0: <laughs> so, yes, uh, False Face has been masquerading as O'Hara. Everybody's totally fooled. Um, False Face and his gal pal Blaze lured Batman and Robin into an abandoned subway... And managed to subdue them using again trick vending machines. the writers were lazy,
1: or yeah. there was actually a major problem with trick vending Yeah, that's machines a, that in was a problem yeah. <laughs> we I think that's how Charles Manson worked Helter <laughs> <laughs> <the> skelter, skelter was going
0: to be set off by the gumball machine
1: well it wasn't Sharon Tate, and all of them weren't they murdered by gumball machines <laughs> i think I think house? that's
0: what it was. We last left the
1: dynamic duo tied up. Isn't it true that when Charles Manson listened to the White Album, he's like, that's it? It's about vending machines. <laughs> we
0: last left the dynamic duo tied up to some subway tracks with a train bearing down on them. We cut it, to Wayne Manor. They
1: look, like they look like they're wrapped up in saran wrap. Yeah, on it was the, supposed to be tracks. glue or something, yeah.
0: Uh, we cut to Wayne Manor. Alfred is going about his daily duties. He's cleaning the Batcave because, as we have mentioned before, that's all he cleans. Bruce demands Bat Cave be spotless at all times. Yeah, all times. And it's a cave. So it's not like it's easy to clean. It's like dirty. Yeah. Mu- I mean, there are bats. I don't know, the lighting down there. Everywhere. Oh, I it's mean, disgusting. No, it's hard. But it's got to be spotless. It's a 24-7 job. It really is. And... Really. Well, that's
1: why they have to have Anne Harriet upstairs to take care of the actual <laughs> Wayne Manor. So Alfred's
0: cleaning the Batcave. Uh, he's listening to the cultural... I, believe
1: it. I, th- I thought he was listening to NPR. That I think that's what it radio. was.
0: It's, it's called the Cultural Hour on radio. Um, I Which it's think... just an early Prairie Home Companion, right? I thought we were. I think we should rename our podcast as Stephen Annie Cultural Hour.
1: <laughs> I thought that's what it already was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then on the Cultural Hour, just then they broadcast a special message to the Friends of Batman. It says, many are called but two are chosen. Be receptive. This sounds like some weird cult thing to me, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) this intrigues Alfred. He gets on the radio and tries to contact Batman and Robin. Um, I like
1: to think of Alfred as like a real
0: ham radio enthusiast. He built the Bat Transmitter, yeah.
1: I like to think that in the 70s, when the CB craze happened, he was really, really into it.
0: He's like, this is Gus 41 Niner. I don't know. I have no idea what... (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, I, I his his handle would probably be Friend of Bat. That's right. This friend is, of Bat. Yep. This is Friend of Bat. This is Friend of Bat.
0: That's what the cultural hours was just ham radio.
1: Yeah. Come on in, Rubber Ducky. <laughs> so, um, I'm just sitting here in the Bat Cave. Looks uh, like you got a couple of smokies coming on you on your trail.
0: <laughs> Alfred is on the, he gets on the Bat transmitter, tries to contact Batman. Um, Batman says, I pulled a short circuit lever on the Bat transmitter. Alfred's confused. That will, destroy batman's watch transmitter why do they put that lever in in the first place it just causes batman's watch to explode when you pull it
1: i like to think that alfred when he was putting those things together he put it in there just one case just it, it, in I case mean, one day he turned rogue that's right <laughs> he could just kill him right away uh, batman tells alfred
0: he says their relationship has always been one of mutual respect, and that is the biggest lie in this whole series. Alfred is like scrubbing Batman's shoes with his own toothbrush every day. With his own tongue.
1: That's right.
0: There is no mutual respect in this relationship. Let's
1: ju- let's just say this: Bruce Wayne has never bought a roll of toilet paper. That's right.
0: That's all we need just, to know because he likes he likes
1: it to be tongue clean.
0: <laughs> like how you you were very specific there. We could have. Batman orders Alfred to pull the switch. Alfred, of course, follows orders, pulls the switch. Batman, watch His his watch explodes, releasing him from the tra- trap. He quickly gets up, pulls Robin free just in time. They narrowly escape. Uh, good. I guess it was a good thing Alfred was listening to the radio. Otherwise, Batman and Robin would be
1: dead. Yeah, what would he have done if he wasn't listening to the radio? <laughs> like, what if what if he had like a record down there? <clears throat> or like the Bat Pod, like an early iPod. Batman and Robin would be dead. That's or if it was on a different channel. That's right. It is very
0: lucky. I like some people riding the subway train notice Batman and Robin, and they're not impressed at all. This is a very common thing to look out of your subway train and see Batman and Robin standing Strap. around in an abandoned Strap, station. Strapped to the tracks. <laughs> um, later.
1: That's like a normal, like a normal Tuesday, in God.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a. It's just a. I mean, it, at some point, it just becomes annoying. Later in False the Face's lair
1: would just go away.
0: Later in False Face's lair, he finds out that Batman and Robin have escaped. He's blaming Blaze, his gal pal. It seems that Blaze was the one who sent out the radio message, maybe. I think <laughs> False Face is a little jealous of Batman. He asks if Blaze finds Batman attractive, and of course she does. Yep. No woman can resist Batman's charms. It's true. One of Falseface's goons says they should do the deep six on her.
1: I don't even want to know what that means. I
0: I I really don't. I I mean I'm trying to think of something. I, I don't want to <laughs> know. Is it like know.
1: like when you leave a gang, how they beat you out of the gang? I don't want to know. But since she's female, they have to like <laughs> deep six or But May I point out there are six of them there. <laughs> Falseface says and each one gets deeper. Falseface
0: says he'll decide what to do with Blaze later. He's upset.
1: At least they didn't say stuff six or <laughs>
0: later back in the back cave. Alfred is fixing up Batman's watch radio. Um, does Alfred ever get a break? I don't think so. Alfred <laughs> is explaining to Batman the the message he heard on the radio and Robin's confused. He says, why would false face trap them? Then send out a warning of Batman says, of course, it wasn't false face. But who was it who sent out the message? And this uh, this next scene is one of my favorite scenes so far. Um, meanwhile, in Commissioner Gordon's office, we see a very disheveled O'Hara being led in by another police officer, shirt untucked, dirty looking, unwashed. He's not—he's not looking good. But I'm assuming that he shows up to work like this at least once a week.
1: I was thinking at least three times a week. That's right. Yeah, on a on
0: a good week, two times a week.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Gordon's just like, "Oh, O'Hara, all night bender, huh?" Yeah,
0: he's. <laughs> He's just—he's not surprised.
1: And um, you know what O'Hare says? Yeah, how did you guess? It turns out he was never kidnapped.
0: <laughs> um, Gordon asks where he's been. He says, "I've been in a sack in a garbage dump." He explains to Gordon that it was false face kidnapping. But, who again, but him. again,
1: that happens again. That, that, that response happens at least twice a week. The
0: garbage dump is the pub they all go
1: to, <laughs> and he's usually found in a sack. It's there.
0: a swingers' club.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, later in the Batcave, Batman. You, and drop, you drop
1: your keys off at the door. <laughs>
0: Later, we see Batman and Robin are watching the news in the Batcave. The broadcaster explains that Chief O'Hara has sworn revenge on Falseface, and that O'Hara is going to make a special TV announcement later that night. I love this because it seems like a very weird and kind of petty thing for a, a police officer to swear revenge publicly.
1: And O'Hara's big, like, press conference that he holds, <laughs> he says he won't rest until Falseface is dead.
0: He said he's taking his talents to South Beach. It was an ES- <laughs> yeah, It was
1: he's leaving Gotham. It's the decision, <laughs> O'Hara. The decision.
0: Um, I, I just, really going was to a police
1: squad that has uh, uh, like Dwayne Wade and, Dwayne Wade Dwayne and Chris, Chris Bosh
0: are on the another. <laughs> I, I was disappointed though because they built this up and I'm thinking this is going to be awesome. I can't wait for this announcement. They never show it
1: because it was too hot for TV. They
0: tease you. I, I feel like it's a deleted scene out there somewhere.
1: Well, it was filmed, but the network censors was like, there's no way. There's no way we can put this on. Are you no kidding? Way. Yeah. Because the entire time, Chief O'Hara, dong, ow. <laughs> Batman then gets an
0: idea. He says they'll trace the mysterious radio broadcast back to his source. I'm surprised that he's just now figuring that out. Um, <laughs> Batman and Robin race off in the Batmobile. Later, at the Gotham City Radio Building, Batman and Robin arrive... In the office of program manager Mr. Leo Gore. No relation to Al Gore. Or maybe there is a relation to Al Gore. I don't
1: know. I, th- I like to think he yeah, I like to think he is. And Leo Gore here is played by Michael Fox.
0: Michael I'm J. Just... Fox, yes.
1: Yep. Michael Fox. <laughs> and he's also the reason why Michael J. Fox is Michael J. Fox.
0: Oh, is that right? That yeah. makes sense, I guess. So Mr. Gore says the announcement was given anonymously. Did Batman really think it would be that easy to get to trace this back? Um what I really like is how easy it is to get any random cryptic message onto the radio in Gotham. <laughs> um, Mr. Gore says he assumed it was just some religious thing. Why? Why would he broadcast it? Especially it's, if it's
1: National Public Radio.
0: He, he has no standards as a program manis- no. manager. No.
1: Manager. Um, well, it, well, uh, Leo Gore follows some weird cult. That's like true. Weird, some sort of sort of weird Scientology-like cult. So.
0: I like how Batman says we shouldn't treat religion lightly. He's a very strict Catholic. Yes. Um yeah. Before Batman and Robin leave, the manager says... He's got that
1: Catholic guilt thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Before Batman and Robin leave, the manager says the lady who paid for the announcement was not only beautiful, but she also had green hair. Why didn't he tell them that right off the bat when they said, do you know who left this message? He's like, no, we well, could have said Well, she had green hair, if that's a clue. He almost says it in passing, like, eh, yeah, she has green hair.
1: it's not that weird
0: to leo gore and i like how she paid to put the message on so if the price is right you'll you'll put anything anything on
1: the yeah it Uh,
0: doesn't batman tells gore that that's a darn good observation i think it's not really that great of an observation green hair kind of stands out in gotham where everybody's buttoned down
1: strict but again, Leo Gore is in that's the radio industry. He's in the music industry. He's used to. Yeah, that's that's. A good yeah, he's, point. he's used to that. He's used to that. I mean, <laughs> it very easily could have been. You know, if you would have said pink hair, Batman could have think, "Oh, it's you know, Katy Perry or something." So, <laughs>
0: Batman and Robin figure out it was Blaze who left the message. Obviously, they're about to leave again when Gore tells them that as Blaze handed him the check, she said, "You can bank on this being false." Batman tells Gore that the check was a message. He demands that Gore send the check to Gordon because it's evidence. But Batman does say he'll pay, that, he'll pay Which him. Which he never will. He doesn't. And he runs no. off.
1: And something tells me that check never makes its way to Gordon, but it goes straight into the bank account of one Bruce Wayne. Oh, absolutely. Later at police but, headquarters. Uh, just send that to uh, Bruce Wayne. He'll give it to uh, Gordon. Uh, and they're they're, they're that, friends. They're friends. Yeah, yeah. He can look at it for evidence. Later. I mean, and if you could just sign the back, sign it over to Bruce, that might... Yeah, just sign the back. It's cool.
0: Later, at police headquarters, Batman and Robin explain to Gordon and O'Hara that Blaze sent the message and also gave them a clue as to false faces the next move. Batman tells Gordon that Blaze said, you can bank on this being false. And I like, Gordon just kind of shrugs his shoulders and says, that sounds pretty cryptic to me. And he kind of walks away <laughs> as as though he gave up, like very lazy.
1: He's he not thinking, hmm,
0: what, what might that mean? He's like... That's a riddle. I'm done. I'm not paid for this. Batman explains that he in thinks... In a way, he's not. He's paid to make sure Batman doesn't That's work. right. Uh, Batman explains that he thinks False Face is planning on breaking into Gotham Central Bank and replacing the real money with fake money he's printed up so no one's money would be worth anything but his. It's a weird... It's kind of a weird plan.
1: I don't know if it would really work. No. Because any The value see, isn't in the paper money.
0: Yeah, it's it false... I mean, yeah, it's fiat money. It's fiat currency. It's it's not physical money. False Face is confused. Everyone's confused. Uh, Gordon says that False Face must be stopped. And then Batman says, no, he must be encouraged, enticed, and then entrapped. Batman, when he says
1: enticed, he doesn't mean like, oh, I'll do your crime. It's more like enticed with like buxom babes.
0: <laughs> Batman loves to play the game. He doesn't he care does. about justice. It's no. that. It, if that's not clear by this point, I don't know
1: what it is. If, if four people had to die... For him to watch false, for him to throw eggs at False Face or fart in the face of Egghead or something like that, he would do it.
0: <laughs> he just loves to humiliate these criminals.
1: Yeah, he does. Any, and it doesn't matter who gets hurt.
0: <laughs> O'Hara stupidly asks how they can trap False Face, and Batman says by falsehood. But can Batman and Robin out false False Face? Later that day in, in Gotham Central Bank, we see the manager locking up the, the sort of these jail-style bars around the central vault, and he waves goodbye to a very suspicious-looking guard. The guard takes off his mask. Of course, it's False Face. Why not just leave the mask and uniform on? It's not quite clear. False Face calls for his goons. He says it's time to begin their attack now that the bank is closed. He's not wasting any time. They start cutting through the bars. It's around the vault. False Face sends his... uh. Little person goon, through the small opening they created, he crawls through and disables the alarm. They use some explosives and to blow up the door and break into you, the vault you area. Might be
1: you might be interested. I did a, some research on mm-hmm. the little person. Mm-hmm. It's Billy Curtis, mm-hmm. born in 1909. 1909? He was a munch, munchkin in The Wizard of Oz. Okay. He also appeared in Superman and the Mole Man in 1951. Mm-hmm he was also co-star in the great Clint Eastwood film, High Plains Drifter. There you go. Yeah, a little a little bit for you. So they are about, they're just about to start
0: cracking the vault. When the door swings open and out leap Batman and Robin, Robin says they've turned the tables on False Face. It's a false vault. A fight breaks out, but False Face throws one of his goons in Batman and Robin's way and runs off. The police arrive. I love how O'Hara, you know, they, arrive, they start fighting the goons. Who does O'Hara go after? <laughs> the midget the midget um but it they start wrestling and it's it's really <laughs> pathetic cuz for some reason O'Hara's sitting down in a chair the whole time but the he's O'Hara's totally losing one of the other officers has to come help him
1: out O'Hara's physically exhausted completely well, th- out of shape to be fair O'Hara you know really put went on i mean he drank like two bottles. That's true. He was fairly intoxicated before, him. yeah, before he showed
0: up. So Batman and Robin race around the bank in search of Falseface, but he's escaped. They race off to find him outside on the street. We see Falseface is driving away. He has Blaze handcuffed in the passenger seat. She says she hopes Batman and Robin catch him, and Falseface says that he does. Falseface says that he does too, because he's leading them into a trap. There's always a trap involved. Later, we see False Face pull up to the old, abandoned Bioscope studio- Studios. Batman and Robin are hot on his trail. I, I really like the camera work here from behind the Batmobile as they're
1: driving around the old, abandoned sets. Yeah, I thought it was a little uh, a little uh, more stylish than it normally yeah. is.
0: Yeah. So Batman and Robin almost catch up to False Face when a giant net comes down blocking their way. A couple of goons run up to the net. Batman blasts the net with a laser, some nice special effects. The the, the net drops on their heads. Batman drives off, continuing his pursuit of False Face, and they drive into what appears to be an old Western set. It's nicely preserved for an abandoned studio, I have to say. I'm
1: pretty sure that that backlot set was used again in the Shame episode. Oh, really? Like I'm almost positive. Okay.
0: Batman tells Robin it's time for a little trickery of their own. False Face rounds a corner, and we see what appears to be the Batmobile in pursuit. False Face uh, somehow he has some missiles attached to his car. He fires him and the Batmobile explodes, killing Batman and Robin instantly. He starts to celebrate. Blaze is of course upset. However, we see another Batmobile roll up and Batman and Robin jump out. The Batmobile that False Face destroyed was an inflatable duplicate that Batman said he created for just this type of situation. Um I mean, he it, really thinks ahead. He yeah. does. It's a weird thing to kind of create. It doesn't seem Where'd like it would work a lot of the time, but I guess Where'd it works. It? <laughs> it's inflatable, so I guess it's
1: How did he blow it up so quickly?
0: Robin that's all I'm gonna oh my god Batman tells false face that he better come quietly Justin false face flips a switch in his dashboard and bursts out of the back of his car riding a motorcycle I loved that he's really he's really the evil of (laughs) of the Batman TV universe Batman and Robin are about to leap into the Batmobile when Blaze tells them it's faster on foot they can take a shortcut so they break her out of the handcuffs and they race off after false face just then O'Hara and a couple of cops show up. <laughs> they see the decoy. They're confused. Um, Batman and Robin chase after Falseface. false face. They knock him off his bike. They race after him. Um, just then we see them approach an old saloon set. There's a cowboy hanging out there. O'Hara just runs right by him. He's like, be careful. There's a criminal on the loose. O'Hara's Wait, did you
1: just assume that there was a cowboy living in this... <laughs> He's confused.
0: Set? He's not the most perceptive individual why yeah why would there be a cowboy just hanging out in an abandoned studio I think, lot? He, I think o'hara
1: thought he lived there
0: o'hara really thought that they were actually in the old west he's like this is
1: really weird he thought they went through a time warp
0: <laughs> of course the cowboy is false face so false face tries to escape but robin leaps out chases chases after him <laughs> batman tackles him really hard and we get a nice fight sequence on this old western set Batman th- throws um false face into a building through a window just then commissioner gordon comes out of the building he's coughing holding a handkerchief it's very strange he says that false face ran in the opposite direction of course batman is suspicious he knows it's a trick obviously it's false face i mean it cannot be more obvious
1: well the main reason batman knew that wasn't the real gordon is because he doesn't smell like booze <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> the real gordon always reeks that's right of of, of, of moldy <laughs> booze
0: so obviously it's false face, but no one else seems to suspect anything at all. When Batman accuses the fake Gordon of being false face, O'Hara is shocked. He's like, but it's Gordon. Even though O'Hara <laughs> saw false face dressed up as himself, as O'Hara, just a day earlier, maybe. O'Hara already forgot about that. Um, Batman knows it's a fake Gordon, because why would a right-handed Gordon hold a handkerchief in his left hand? Batman grabs him, places false face, face under arrest. O'Hara is completely shocked. Um, As they take false face away, O'Hara said the prison warden will be working out a warm welcome for him. What the hell is that supposed to mean? I don't want to. Know. I don't want to know. And it also seems like a totally inappropriate thing to say. Yeah, he's not reading in Gotham. You don't get your um, Miranda rights; you just get threatened. <laughs> um, days later, maybe weeks, maybe even years later. Aunt Harriet, I like think it's at least ten years later at the Wayne Manor. Aunt Harriet is there with Bruce and Dick. She says that they have a visitor who's out on parole. Why is Aunt Harriet arranging these visits? It's very strange. <laughs> this prisoner, this hardened criminal, has been had their lives changed, and they wanted to meet. Bruce and Dick, because Bruce helped. um He has the brain. Uh, I'm sorry. He has the Bruce Wayne Reh- rehabilitation fund for these hardened criminals. So Bruce and Dick are wondering who it is. Is it the penguin? Is it the Joker? No. It's Blaze. And she thanks Bruce for his help, tells him she's going to live in New Zealand on a sheep farm with her brother. And that's a stereotype.
1: Oh, I was going to say, is that a reference to. Uh... Girl with the dragon tattoo the american version, or the i think so or the original version well that what. was
0: that was australia but close enough
1: okay. and i think that i think that is a direct reference to that yes i think it is i think it is too. Yeah. and how come batman you know bruce and dick they never put the joker or the riddler or penguin through the bruce wayne programs but batman he only loves to play the, the game like he like, only puts he, the ladies through he i know like puts the the foxy because uh, what do you man. think that rehabilitation
0: program is a front for Oh, I, I and that's exactly, all we need to say.
1: I know exactly what it's a
0: front for. So that's the end of the episode. I have to say, false face episodes, I'm not a huge fan of because they're kind of hard to explain what's <laughs> happening because he's always changing. You have to say, okay, now he's. Uh,
1: Cheap O'Hara. Chief now O'Hara, he's
0: now he, uh now. now I mean, he's a and there's always these weird chase scenes that have, I mean, the net coming down that really was not. Yeah, I don't where necessary. that came from. It was just very strange.
1: I will say this pretty much sums up the two false face episodes in my notes. When I'm reading my notes for this, Mm -hmm. it looks like I wrote, I like O'Hara fisting the midget. It actually says fighting, but the way that I wrote it down, it looks like fisting. I think that (laughs) that about sums it up. Yeah, that sums it up.
0: So that's it. Uh, Next episode's Catwoman episode. Send us emails at stevenandy at gmail.com. Nelson, or anyone who wants relationship advice, any kind of advice, yeah. um, if you want to ask us for, you know, recipes, just send us an email and we'll... they want to ask us about the uh, the NBA draft, which is going on while we record this. As, as we speak. In fact, um, it was a little bit of a point of a contention that we're recording this at the same time because everyone knows David Stern, commissioner of the NBA, huge Batmite. Yeah, huge fan, um, huge fan. And he want He listens live to the... Yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> like, in the room, he sits there and, and listens. And he he loves it.
1: Yeah. So he does, yeah. he does
0: love it. I mean, it's his favorite thing. Send us emails. StevenAndy at gmail.com. Go to our Facebook page. Comment on anything
1: I, there. I actually heard that uh, Nelson Gibson was going to be picked uh, 30th.
0: <laughs> we will find out soon. Um, yeah, go to our Facebook page. Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash steveandandy, and comment on our random Batman covers of the day. Leave your own comments. We get comments from time to time, and we we love all comments we get. Go to our iTunes and uh, leave a review, hopefully a good review. If you like the show, spread it around to your friends, even if your friends are jerks like some of Nelson's friends are. Even yeah. if they don't like those twenty-five cent covers, tell them anyway. Maybe they maybe we'll give a couple, the dollar cover at some point. Yeah, maybe they'll learn to like them. <laughs> all right, Andy. Any closing words? Any um, false face <clears throat> comments? None that I can. All I can say is next episode, Catwoman. That's it. I'll talk yeah. to you later. See ya. <laughs> next episode, Nelson. <laughs> we should get Nelson on the show. I like to think he is in spirit. He is. He's always with us, just like David Stern. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Yeah.